0: Everybody, it's your boy, the Mustache Messiah, Wes, and this is I Got Next. Yeah! And you guys might be wondering, where's the... Where's the cowboy bebop? Where is the beat that we've all come to grow and love as the intro? It's gone. We're done. Your boy needed his very own theme music, and that's what I have now. And you can thank Dominic, you can thank D-Nick, you can thank the fact that that's the same person for making this beat for me, man. He came through in the clutch. I appreciate you so much, big dog. Awesome beat. So today's episode, guys, we're gonna have two guests. Um, you guys might remember Rich from the quarantine pod where we discussed what type of cartoon characters and TV show characters we would have in the same house with us during quarantine. Um, also, we have my boy Nick and both of these guys are photographers, and specifically, we're going to speak, be speaking about when the protests first popped off. Uh, both my homeboys were in their respective cities, and they had the amazing idea to document what was happening. So I'm just going to talk to them both about, you know, maybe some reasons why they did that, or some things they saw down there. Just get their perspective, a real frontline feel of what was happening at that time, and what's still happening right now, even though. The news isn't really covering it as much. Also, arrest the cops who killed Brianna Taylor. What the fuck is going on? Hmm? I don't know. Do you know? Probably not because none of us know. Arrest them. They're armed and dangerous. Get them off the streets. They're thugs. And with that said, guys, let's get straight to it. And we're back. What up? Got my boy, Nick. First time guest. Long time listener. What's up, man? Chilling, man. You doing all right today?
1: (laughs) How are you? Man, I'm lovely. Uh, I woke up black today. Hopefully I can do it again tomorrow. I hope you will.
0: You wake up something else. I'm going to be scared. I'm going to be terrified. Second guest today, we got my boy, Rich. Welcome back, Rich. What's
2: happening? What's happening?
0: What's happening? My boy. I just want to let y'all know, man. The man cave is in full effect today. So, if y'all hear some shit that's not politically uh, correct, forgive us. But, you know, niggas just talking shit today. Casually shit talking about important shit, though. You know what I mean? Not casual. Kind of important. But we're going to have fun with it. How about that? That's cool? That's cool, y'all? It's there. I'm with hey, it, man. Okay, okay. So, photo men, photographers, what's up with that, man? What's How, how did you guys start carrying fucking cameras around and taking pictures and stuff? How'd that start for you, Rich?
2: Uh, it started out with me and my family going on like summer vacations and whatnot. Um, they just give me a film camera with a little cheap joints from Walmart. And I always just try to like the postcards I see in different places. So we'd always go somewhere abstract as fuck on a uh, summer vacation. So we go to like Baton Rouge or something, some not like high profile city. We go to some like secondary ass city. <laughs> <laughs> So I got to try to make the best of it. <laughs> so I felt like I had an eye. And then my man, Nick, he, um, he kind of inspired me because he left, he left school to take it seriously. And then I was like, man, if he can do it, I know I can do it. So I just followed in his footsteps. So without him, it ain't no me. That's beautiful. Inspiration.
0: Inspiration. Nick, what's up? What about you? I was actually there. I remember when you got that camera. I remember when you got the first one. You know what I mean? Uh was there anything before like college that made you want to do photography or you just picked it up in school?
1: Nah, I had no interest of being a photographer when I uh before I even got into it. To be honest with you, it's gonna sound lame, but I wanted to be uh Tumblr famous. <laughs> <laughs> Back I was,
0: in the Tumblr I'm,
1: days, boy, 2010, baby. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I was on Tumblr. I was seeing everybody getting their pictures off and everything, getting all the little popularity and stuff. Like, bro, I can do that. <laughs> but I'm going to put my own little spin to it. You know what I'm saying?
0: That shit easy, ain't it? Well, I can do that. It's easy. No problem.
1: Yeah, I mean, I ain't get Tumblr famous, but, I mean, I, I ain't never been without a camera ever since I, uh, my homie DJ got me one. Rest in peace to him, man. For real, though. Yeah, because... Honestly, if it wasn't for him getting me that camera, I don't even know if I would have got one. Straight up,
0: because them thing's expensive, boy.
1: Jug. Hell yeah, bro. I traded, I traded him. I remember the day he came, he uh he gave it to me. I was in my room and I don't know if you remember, uh, him, shoulders, and and Pat all came into my room.
0: Pat. They were Pat, like, bro. Was that the one with the Mohawk? The yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. He was like, bro, check this out. Pulled out a camera, I'm like, all right, shit. What you want for it? He was like, you gotta give me. Some-. He like, you gotta give me some shoes. I was like, hey, y'all know I, I used to be like big into shoes. I still kind of am. I just
2: had to kick some Yeah,
1: man. I used to be Kicks big in, into sneakers and stuff. So, uh, man, I had to trade. I, I get. I think I gave Pat a pair of those Jordan six rings that I had, the Flint ones. And I think I gave DJ some, like, uh the white and red 13s that I had. So, yeah, I traded them for some shoes. Man, it's been a wrap ever since. That thing been on my hip. Small price to pay. Small price Every to pay day. for a
0: lifestyle, baby.
1: Hey, I love it, though.
2: Skip word of fact. Y'all had a dude nicknamed Shoulders. Oh, yeah. No,
0: definitely. I mean, this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. It was more so that no one really bothered to remember the regular name. You know, what right. I mean? you know how that goes. You start roast, You start I roasting know. somebody. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He
2: what is that? That's something crazy,
0: bro. Nah, we didn't know. I mean, they didn't even we didn't, What is his real name? Do you remember? I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you. I couldn't. I, I'ma keep it a buck. I don't think I ever knew his real name. Let's let's start off with that. <laughs> I don't think I ever knew that shit, dog. Shoulders. So, I mean, look, you obviously you see what his prominent feature was. That right? nigga had to turn sideways coming through the door.
2: He was ready for the wipe me v- down. Boy, what
0: come on? But
1: nah, man, funny. He always wore like he kind of like bought into it after a while because we gave him that nickname.
0: Yeah, he was wearing white white beavers and shit.
1: Yeah, he used to wear white (laughs) beavers. He bought into it, he went full character.
0: And he started to like it, though, because know, he started calling him that around the girls. And then he had the little, you know, he had his wife been around, oh, what's up, shoulders? You know what I mean? He started flexing. <laughs> oh, what's up? What's up, big dog? You know me. You know me. <laughs> nigga, my size and shit. You know what I mean? Not not overly swollen or nothing, nigga. <laughs> Just got wide shoulders. Yeah, that shit was funny, nigga. Definitely was boosting him, too. Shouts out to him. I wonder where he's at. How many years you guys been doing this? Rich, how many years has it been so far?
2: wow uh for real for real probably like six years 2014 for real six when years
0: goddamn
2: when i first got because i started doing off the ipad like 2012 2013 and then i got me a little mirrorless joint in 2014 so and then i got the real deal thing in 2016 like the day before the protest then so I stay around 2015, 2014 is when I was like, I I can do this. Cause off the iPad, it was just I'd be out, out in the city just taking regular pictures and whatnot. But people be liking it, but nobody gonna take somebody seriously if you got an iPad for a photo shoot. Yeah. So I was like, let me just let me just get some money together and get me a little joint and see what happens.
0: Okay, so six year vet. All right. So what's up, Nick? How long has it been for you?
1: I think it's been Probably about nine for me, like all together. Okay, but I didn't really start taking it serious probably until like, probably like twenty somewhere around like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, or twenty fifteen. I really can't remember. Yeah, around that. Same. But
2: okay, so pretty yeah. much y'all
0: really got into the photography as a as a serious business around the same time, about six years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so so both of y'all six years in the game and. I want to say you guys are both killing it in two different ways. You know what I mean? Like you guys obviously have your own styles, but you watching you two showed me how just grand photography can be. Like y'all are almost on two different spectrums of this shit. As far as we're well, not really cuz you both do sports, but it's like Rich, I see a lot of personal stuff from you. You know what I mean? Like people to people type of shit. Like it like um, you've really got a knack on showcasing like expressions on people, you know, personality on people and stuff like that. And Nick, I've seen you more be able to express like let me see, like situations. Like you can take a picture of an object, a sign, you know what I mean? And maybe by the way you edit it or the angle you caught it at, it is invoke maybe a particular emotion or Like, just a feeling of a setting, you know what I mean? I've seen you both get really good at those certain things. And, Nick, I'll start with you. You recently started your your media agency, Southpaw Media Agency. What made you want to get to that point to to start a full media agency, and how did you get to that point?
1: Um, What made me want to start was wanting to go beyond just taking a picture of say it's like uh, someone because someone always hit me up. They have like a clothing brand or, you know, and they be like, oh, well, I need a photo shoot.
2: Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Well, what are we going to do with this photo shoot? Because you just going to post all the pictures within a week
0: mm-hmm.
1: and be done, you know, but I know how to use it as far as like a marketing strategy. Like, and I do, I do graphic design, I do photography and I do videos. So, I mean, we have a, I can put you together like a full, Campaign and make this a big thing instead of just this one little photo shoot. So, yeah, I kind of be doing like doing doing the most honestly, but I mean that's just how I think. Like I take you on a photo shoot. I'm talking about a, a a fashion campaign. Like I be I be wanting to see it on a freaking big billboard or
0: something. Mm, you trying to you trying to upscale people. You trying to upgrade, right. and take them from one thing to the next, make the picture bigger, right? Facts. So what's the end goal with South Park Media Agency right now? Or where do you see yourself going from where you are right now? You know what I mean? Like ten years from now, where do you where, what's your big goal? What are you trying to get to?
1: I definitely wanna have some employees under my belt. Um, that's a good question, man. I haven't really thought about it that 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 far down down the line. I'm really just trying to take it day by day. Okay. One step okay. at a time. But okay. yeah, I mean, I definitely okay. wanna have like some employees under my belt, some some regular clientele. A um, I'm honestly I'm torn. Do I want to like work inside? You know how do you be having like agencies and they work inside lofts and everyone comes and work in, work inside the one of the building or whatever. But I mean, here recently, everything has been going on. I I've been rethinking that. Like, do we even need to be in a building all together? Like, can we just work remotely and connect via some sort of server? You know, I'm worried about that.
0: I'm worried about that though. Because I think that's going to happen, you know, as a direct result of this Corona stuff. But I think soon after that happens, people are going to just go right back because they're going to realize that having that energy together in one room and really just being around people is different than working remotely. Like you can get shit done, but I don't know, man, something, something about that. Feeling another person's energy right next to you, like just be having people creative juices flowing, ideas be sparking back and forth, back and forth. Like it's just a lot. It's it's something intangible. Would you say
2: it's more organic?
0: Definitely more organic. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just that's the little true. intangibles. You can't you can't even you can't you can't measure little shit. You See can't that's, true, too.
1: that's true. That's true. I but think yeah, that's a I good mean, idea. Yeah, ten years. I mean, I just it's really for me. It's really just. Uh, Having the media agency embodies the lifestyle that I that I have a vision for myself, like running it and everything, going, I don't know, maybe some dude from Ohio has like a brand of motorcycles or something that he wants, you know, have a website built for and, you know, the whole thing, social media, build that up, shoot commercials for it and what have, what have you. I mean, I'm with all that. I don't care what it is. <laughs> I'll go shoot it. <laughs>
0: That comes from you wanting to be Tumblr famous at first, bro. You understand how it is. Let's blow up with it, baby. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. Back I'm... in the day, you was uh, you was heavy on the Tumblr. You was
1: post every couple
0: hours, man. You had your little queue set up good.
1: Hey, I'm, I'm sl- I just got back on it now that I got these little film photos developed. I've been rolling them out. I couldn't get on the Tumblr, man.
0: They locked me out in this with for me. Dang. That's done. That's done. Okay, uh, Rich. On that- the on the on the other spectrum of this, on the other side of the spectrum, you've 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 curated your own art show, you've gone from yes. that to having your own book in the Riverdale Library. Congratulations, by the way. And, yes, sir. And everything in between, bro. Like, what are your inspirations to do these like offset type of things? Because most people, you know, you guys are six years in. That's a long time. But most people not thinking to do no like. Whole art show, you know what I'm saying? Especially with just photography. Like, because when I think art show, I thought like sculptures, paintings, whatever. You know, most people that I know are not thinking of, of doing things like that, especially a book, too. You came out with a book. Who's, who's like, I don't know too many people is doing that, especially not right now. What, what, how'd you get those ideas, man? Like, that's, that's,
2: it just seems so different. Well, really, it's just coming in. Well, the whole book thing and the whole portrait thing, it just started on an accident. Because I had a little studio set up. Um, and then my friend was here with his dog. And it was just all black. And I was like, oh, this is like a good picture. Let me take it. And it kind of turned out perfect. So it just how happened. All my friends was there at a point in time. So I just like, well, let me just take all y'all portraits real quick. And it, they all turned out pretty good. So I was like, wait a minute. If all my friends came over and I took all their portraits, I can do something with it. So it kind of just manifested from that for real. So in terms of the gallery and the book i I always would think like everything's on Instagram, everything's on Facebook, people just posting just the post, but nobody ever sees themselves tangibly in their hands like themselves as a work of art so get mm. print it and show people like you can do you can do amazing things because like, people never really see themselves and you never really see yourself if you see yourself as a work of art that's gonna lift your mood that's gonna lift your spirits. you can tell people like hey i was in something i was a part of something so i always felt like my friends they're special to me they're motivational for me like the people i surround myself with is the people that's gonna help me grow so it's it's on me to showcase them and what better ways to showcase them and everybody dress up for a common thing just a celebration of my friends that's what i wanted to do
0: that was such a fire event, by the way, too.
2: Appreciate that. That
0: shit was so live, man. I definitely had fun. That was a good celebration.
2: Yep. So I got another one coming in uh probably December or January, just celebrating black women. Um, if you go on the Instagram now, it's the it's like the jet beauty of the month kind of thing, but it's co beauty of the months. So it's like Woo. each month, they just showcasing their brilliant. It just it's not even like being on those sexy stuff is just women in their comfortableness in their own habitat showcasing what what they want to showcase and I feel like black women don't really get the the just do that they deserve we just google over them and put hard eyes over them Mm -hmm. they don't really they got so much substance about them and we gotta really just take advantage of that not take advantage of it but listen to them and shit like that so it's gonna be a celebration to them or the women I just feel like are are great women and out. So that's what's coming up next. I'm going to have a women DJ, women vendors. There's a celebration of just women. So, yeah.
0: Hey, that's lit. Especially the women DJ too. Women vendors have the whole thing. Yeah. Top to bottom. Now, look, you said that you're showcasing different aspects of black women. Are you saying black women are like ogres and are, are, are like onions? They got layers? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Like parfait? Yeah,
2: of course. Women, I mean, women in general, I feel like our are, are are great and we they're they're really misunderstood, especially the black women because we, we we Google over their eyes, I mean, their their hips, their thighs, and the curves and whatnot. But to really get to know them and really get to share their stories and see what they overcome and just just listening to them just speaks volumes. So I want them to like tell these stories and and just showcase their their inner self and whatever is most comfortable for them. So that's what this new project is about is just really just showcasing them and, and the extraordinariness
0: respect that's beautiful man and you know it's gonna be it's not gonna be i'm not gonna say it's gonna be easy because what you do is not easy but you know black women have so much to showcase it's gonna be it's gonna be easy to make it look good you know exactly. what I mean? they do a good enough job on that on their own well it's kind of i guess it's a good a better time than any transition since we were just talking about black women Uh, again, arrest the killers that killed Breonna Taylor. Yes, sir. Y'all are crazy.
1: Yeah, do
0: that ASAP.
2: Like, Like right right now. You know what
0: I'm saying? That's crazy. So, Rich, you you reside in Riverdale, right? Yes, sir. Nick, where you at? Dallas?
1: Yeah, I'm in Dallas.
0: Two completely different cities, two completely different states, right? By some strange turn of events, seems like both of you two in your respective cities ended up being in protest? What's up with like I, like yeah. you guys both what made both of you guys go down there and document that stuff Was it was it just spur of the moment was it like oh man I'm a photographer I got to do that Did somebody say hey bro you should be down here or did you just feel something in your heart man how did that feel Like Nick you, we can start with you
1: Yeah it was definitely the the I'm a photographer I should be documenting this mm. type But um also like I I personally like I like that energy of of like when when everything started going down and i started seeing what um they were doing in, is it in Minnesota? yeah yeah Min- in minneapolis. minneapolis I seen what they were doing Minnesota. and cuz they were doing they were protesting during the week i was like bro i can i can't get it done during the week maybe if it's like a friday mm-hmm. or something but then i mean su- sure enough friday hit and i seen uh where they were going to be protesting and i was like oh yeah i'm in there without hesitation oh
0: no hesitation didn't think twice about that
1: no hesitation. Like I'm in there. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got, I felt like this was going to be history. That was going to be my real. next question. Did you just so, feel like it was I mean, that
0: important as a, just a photographer or was that like your blackness kicking into like, do you think there's a black, I mean, a very big in, moment in, in black history or just American, like, you know, as an American period.
1: Both, both. All of that. Because I mean, we're going to look back on this like 20, 30 years from now and be able to just be like, damn, like what What were we thinking? The same thing with like the civil rights movement. I look back on those pictures and you think like, you'd be like, damn, what was they thinking? Like, I couldn't, you can't even believe that the the state of society was in the way that it is at that time. Like having separate water fountains for white and black people, like that's, that's just stupid as hell. But somebody agreed to that. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where, like, bro, if I told you, you wouldn't believe me. But if, it, but if I showed you mm-hmm. and I showed you a picture of it or something, you know, it would it would make a little more here's sense. The proof to right you. here. Yeah. Here's so the you proof. went down there to
0: give context, more context to the situation going on. Here's what's really happening.
1: Yeah, and then also they were saying there were like reports coming out that, you know, the 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 protesters were the one, like, burning up stuff and you know, co- destroying everything. And I wanted to see that, you know, firsthand for myself. I mean, I've been uh, photographing the protests since, like, Mike Brown. I think that was my first one here in Dallas. Mm. And that was what, uh, 2017? 16. 16? Yep. 16. I did that one. And then I did the McKinney Pool Party. I did that one. And uh, I think there was probably uh, Sandra Bland. There was one in between that.
0: Sandra Bland, um, that was
1: 2017. So this isn't your first rodeo with this.
0: Were these round of protests any different? Was it more vicious? Like, were you better prepared? Because uh, maybe this wasn't your first time?
1: Uh, nah, this one was definitely different. This is the most, like, this is the most, like, I, I don't want to say like violent, but, you know, they were throwing rocks at the police cars. The police were, like, shooting, like, a little tear gas or whatever. And the, uh, I don't know if they were doing rubber bullets or whatever they were doing flashbangs for sure. But, I mean that was the first time they, like I mean, cause they always be out, but that'd be more like crowd control. Mm-hmm. And but this time it just escalated. I knew, cause I seen I seen them when they when they hit the first squad car and broke the window. Oh shit! And I was like, oh yeah, it's on from this point.
0: That was probably your your indicator, like oh man, this is this is a little little bigger than yeah. maybe what I thought.
1: Yeah, it's about to turn oh, up. Damn. Bro. I mean, after that, I just kind of prepared myself and, you know, you got to keep when you're a photographer. I mean, everything that's going on is it's very high emotions running, running around from everybody. I mean, everybody there is they're screaming, they're yelling, they're crying and they're they're angry, but they're not angry at just the situation. It could be like just life in general, just weighing them down. And this is the the outlet. This is the situation or the platform for them to. know let all
2: that out and it was a pandemic going on right that too yeah i was gonna
0: i was i was gonna get into that i was gonna get into that uh rich i appreciate it what what was that like during the pandemic because you also had to not only have your camera worry about your camera down there but was i i every other footage that i looked at when i seen the footage that you had i'm like damn nobody's social distancing out here this is a wild thing like was that in the forefront of your mind like did you did you think about that at all or were you just too caught up in you know i mean what was really happening
1: I did think about it uh, a few times, but I mean, that wasn't more important than my purpose as a photographer in that moment. Mm, Okay. Powerful. All
0: right. Rich, what about you, man? Like what was your primary reason for for documenting this? And was this your first rodeo? Did you, have you uh, recorded any, I guess we had some protests before.
2: Yeah. Back in, back in 2016, they had the protest downtown when they walked on the expressway and all that. And Mm -hmm. that day after I just got my new camera. So I just felt like it was real. It was real poetic that the day after I got my new camera was the day I was going down there. And in the pictures I took from that, the judge that I do that I work with, she compiled all my pictures and made it into a book and it got published in Fulton County library. So I was like, okay, cool. I just felt, I felt like, back then i felt like okay this is this is powerful we're gonna change stuff everything's gonna be like this is powerful we we really shook some things up like they're gonna talk to the governor and all this and then four years later i'm like oh we back at the same we back at square one so that friday when things was kind of getting when people was talking about everybody's gonna meet up downtown and protest i was like man i did this rodeo already i'm i'll I'll watch it on the news because I don't want to go down there and then be back in twenty twenty four trying mm-hmm. to over again. I'm not. I'm not about that. I don't want to take all these pictures just in four years from now because I feel like then the pictures for the pictures I'm taking now won't really mean anything if we still have to do it again. Yeah. So kind of so, redundant. Yeah. In the midst of that, I was I was just watching and watching and then seeing Atlanta burn. Like they was they was setting stuff on fire. It was just real crazy. They 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 defaced the CNN thing. I'm like, yo, this is Yeah, they took care they of that. Crazy. Really, he really piped up. So and then so I saw the pictures from that and I was like, I gotta go. Like I gotta this is this is is not in me to not go. Even if I have to do this four years from now, I still have to be down here. I have to it's a part of me that has to document this. And then so the next day I was out there live and direct, live and direct. And then people was had on the mask, but it was still, it wasn't no social distancing, but it was people coming together. It was a lot more white people. It was a lot more just unity involved. It'll be like, nah, this is, this is too chaotic. This is too crazy. Like people just can't be. physically killing folks like this. And this has to stop. So, and then even seeing the pictures that I took, comparing them from four years ago, you can see the growth in that. So I was like, wow, this is some real, I, I did some real stuff right here.
0: Do you, do you think that um, maybe having your camera with you guys, obviously you need your camera to take pictures, but did any of that hinder hinder you? Because I saw the footage, Nick, man, you had to take off when all this shit was happening. You know, did, did did were you guys worried about that? Like, are you ever worried about that? Like your camera getting fucked
2: up in a situation like that? Well, for me, you just got to be more, more alert than everybody else. Like you're, you're out, you're not out there to protest. You're out there to document the protest. So you, you might have to take a scout and look around to see where your best angles are going to be, see where the crowds are going to line up at. So you're not necessarily out there marching and screaming and shouting. You just putting yourself in the best position for you to be safe. You can take the, the most quality pictures that you can as being as safe as possible. So you, I I know people can risk it. You can risk it and get in close contact with them. If that's if if you want to get those amazing shots that get seen on CNN, if you want to do that, you have the the wherewithal to do that. Then by all means. But you still you you dealing with a bunch of money, a bunch of expensive equipment. So
0: mm-hmm. you
2: still got to be well aware of what's going on, checking your surroundings and all the time. So that's how I approach it. What about you, Nick? I mean, Rich summed it up.
1: I can't say no better than that. But yeah, man. That's why I said, like I mentioned before. I mean, as a photographer, you just gotta keep your keep your emotions in check and keep your head on swivel because I mean, it can go left at any moment. Exactly. Man. Just like with that, um, on that clip you seen with the tear gas. Like, I mean, honestly, bro, I caught a whiff of that. Like a small whiff, but even that small whiff, like it was in the back of my throat. It was like burning. It was burning my nose. It was burning my throat. I was like, "Yeah, I can't. couldn't do it. this. <laughs> I had to get up out of there fast."
0: Were you guys getting like weird looks from people? Like you said, Rich, you're you're down there more to document than really to protest. Did y'all get like you know some some looks? What was what was it? What was it like on the other uh, aspect of that? Like, how did the people kind of respond
2: to y'all? Um, honestly, they was just. It was more like a celebration more than that, that. first day, that Friday, when I saw on TV, that was more of a, of a. The pendulum swinging back, to to the crowd fighting back. But that second day, it was a lot more peaceful. It wasn't really rowdiness going on. It was a lot more kumbaya, you could say. Um, but taking pictures, people wanted. If it, it kind of felt like people was out there. 'Cause they felt like they missed out the day before. So it was kind of the thing to be seen. Uh, sad to say, but a lot of people were just out there if you feel like for the for the clout. Uh, mm, the like, optics. Yeah, for the optics, but still just going out there, even whatever for the reason that you that you that you think you're out there, just going out there is good enough for me, honestly. Um, but because it's strength in numbers. But mm-hmm. who was out there? It was just Expressing what they felt um in that moment, so they wanted their picture taken. Um, it was a good time to because people were cooped up in the house, so they were looking. They were kind of itching for any reason to, to get out the house. Uh, so I'm glad
0: you said that, bro. I'm really, really glad you said that because I, I wasn't down there. I can just go off of the shit that I was seeing on social media, and I can't speak on what was happening in Dallas, but here in Atlanta, bro, it looked like that's what was going on. That especially, like you said, that second day. Looked like folks were just out there cuz they were tired of corona and tired of being in the house. Right. I so that's a weird thing down there. Like how did that make you feel when you was when you were recording that shit and you started to kind of feel that way?
2: Um I didn't really know what to expect cuz when I when I first got downtown, I parked and then I had to walk from the like Mercedes Benz to the State Farm and you just see all these you see all these military trucks and and not tanks but like the RVs and everybody in this fatigue gear. So they're ready. So you're like, oh, okay. They, they prepare in case something go down. It is They one call away from really just shutting all this down, and it can get real hectic. So going into that mentality, you, you're not scared. You're like, okay, if, if it turns out how it did yesterday, we kind of in trouble because they real trained out here. But going into the crowd, it was a lot more peaceful. It was a lot more organized. Um, they had three like three different marches going on and they all convened at like the same spot and it was just it was great. Like there was a band playing on the rooftop. Um, so it was just it was it was the real deal. Um uh I just felt I felt kinda at peace because I felt like I'm doing what I was supposed to be doing at that at that given time.
0: Okay. So Nick, what about you, bro? Did you feel any kind of weird looks down there, any negative looks? Uh, the mood scene from your footage—it seemed a little different. Um, in Dallas, like I said, that first day here, it was it was chaos. But after that, it was more like you know, hey, let's all kumbaya, let's all be out here and you know, hang out. What was what was it like down in Dallas? What was that scene like?
1: Yeah, the first day was definitely the the most chaotic day, I would say. Because so what happens is usually usually what happens is like uh and organization will organize the protest and they'll be like, Hey, we marching from six to eight. Mm -hmm. Right. So in our case, what that happened was once like once eight o'clock hit, you know, the people that organized it, they went home and, and left and was done with it. But of course, you know, there's like thousands of people out there and it's hard enough to get five people on one accord, let alone a thousand. Mm -hmm. So you got the front half of the protest being peaceful and whatnot. And like people in the back half or people in the middle, you know, these are, like, the more aggressive people. They're gonna, as soon as they see the police, that's, like, Fuck a, a you, see seeing Ma. red. Like they just, yeah, they, they just, they already, they ready to go. Yeah, Off top, on, on site, They ready to do whatever. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, shoot, once the police show up and they got their full gear on, everybody just, like, alright, well, let's do it then. What you gonna do? And so now we at the front lines with it, and we gonna figure it out. And, um, uh, I mean, the second day, it wasn't as chaotic at all It was because it was more during the day. But it did, it did get to a point later on in the evening. So, like, we were down at, at the Dallas City Hall, and we started off at City Hall. We walked through downtown. We came back to City Hall. But when we came back, you know, in, in any situation, like, there's, like, a time for it to end. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like in, at the club when the lights start coming on, like, yo, it's time, time to go, to go home. Like, people still standing around and stuff. And at the end of the day, the police have a job to do. And they're going to do their job. So everybody is up here trying to, you know, throw rocks at the police and antagonize them or provoke them and stuff like that. Like, bro, you're not going to win. Like, you, you force their hand at that point. And if you force their hand, believe me, they got something bigger than what yeah, you got. Yeah, facts. And they got more firepower than what mm-hmm. you got. So, I mean, they start shooting tear gas. I seen, a, um, and they, they was really smart with it, too. I got to give them credit for that because like where we was at, they would block, they were slowly walking us down the street. They were blocking us off, but they blocked us off on the, on our front and on our left and on our right. So any way you try to go, you can't get out and they just going to funnel you in to where they want you to go. I mean, it was strategy, smart strategy on the police part, but I mean, everybody can't see that because everybody is too emotional. They too in the moment. I get I guess realize a benefit of you being a think. photographer, though.
0: You know what I'm saying? you seeing it from the outside right. experience.
1: Yeah, and they start shooting tear gas and stuff. I'm like, I'm not with none of that. I'm sorry. got to go. I, lo- I love every one of y'all, but, hey, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I got I to gotta come home in one Straight piece.
0: Straight up, boy. You got, you got business to tend to at the crib. What was the most interesting thing you, you saw down there? Not interesting. Not like this is a fucking showcase, but what was – what was something that, that caught your eye down there that was like, whoa, what, what is this? What, maybe like a, uh altercation with a cop and a person. Maybe not altercation, but an exchange, maybe. Any dialogue or anything that caught your eye really down there? I guess we'll start with you,
2: Rich. Um, not. I mean, well, it was how far they was walking. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> 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 All right. Down there, and I'm like, okay, how far are y'all gonna walk? Because I have to walk back, and I'm. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of gave me appreciation for how far Brother Luther King was really walking because they was walking in dress shoes. Boy, <laughs> what and so oh, Boy,
1: I know they feet were hurting. Exactly. With no doctor no
2: <laughs> shoes dog. And I walked, I walked like four, five miles. I, I did, but they kept walking. I'm like, wait a minute. How far are y'all really going? Where does where does this end? Because I <laughs> <a> home, <laughs> but I'm not that, finna Uber home either. This, this is a pandemic too. It's got all kind of stuff. And so I'm like, I'm like, I really committed the 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 commitment for it because I was like, I took I took I took enough pictures. I don't have to take, I don't have to take that many more. So let me just mosey on back. But I really committed the 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 wherewithal and the commitment for it. Um. Uh, and then I went back the next day too uh, uh, on the Beltline, where more, it was more a white people oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one wasn't really, it was cool. I mean, it was, I'm happy white people was out there supporting the calls, but they was doing the, 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 marches and the shouts with no cussing. So I was like, this is kind of unseasoned. So I let me just mosey on back.
0: Oh, very bland protest.
2: I mean, they was protesting. I mean, our protest is good protest to me, but it didn't have no soul with it, so I couldn't really. It, it wasn't no action in that man.
1: As a as a photographer, bro, I'm on, I want I want to be with exactly. action, at, bro. I don't want to be where it's, no.
2: <laughs> I ain't even get. I didn't even post those pictures. I I was looked at my camera like <laughs> I just got me a good one. <laughs>
0: taking pictures of a disagreement real quick. Okay, well I I know being down here, bro. It was it was um. It was just weird to see. It was weird to see because if just judging by being in Atlanta, I would think that this was a here today, gone tomorrow type of thing. You know what I'm saying? We had those first two days kind of thing, and then I really didn't hear too much more about it. Like, I heard a couple more things, but not really. You know what I'm saying? I've been seeing it kind of go on. Thank God for photographers, man, people who do your job. But I've been seeing in other places like, damn, it's still going. Like, they're going crazy in Portland right now. They're going crazy. They still they still doing it in Minnesota uh, Minnesota. Yeah, Seattle too. Was... Seattle too, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Did you guys see that they brought the feds in there? Yeah. What's
1: in uh in Portland, right? Portland,
0: I think maybe Seattle too. I know for sure Portland. They brought the feds in there. They just taking folks, dog. Yeah, they,
2: <laughs> hit, well, they hit What they hit me with the water holes in Seattle. Y'all didn't see nothing crazy
0: like that here, oh, right? Damn. It wasn't it wasn't. Oh, you know what? This is what I meant to ask you. Um, social media has kind of, you know, you can paint any narrative you want on there. You can just go on there and start just saying shit. And, um, Nick, you kind of alluded to it earlier when you said that people were saying that the protesters were down there setting shit on fire and blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But uh, I don't know if you guys saw, they were saying, like, you know, undercover cops were we down there and they were the ones fucking shit up and they were putting like random bricks places so people can just throw bricks and stuff like that did you guys catch any of that kind of stuff did you see anything kind of suspicious or was it just so much going on you didn't really notice cuz i mean there's a lot of people you know and we're getting to see it on social media i'm not in there so i was just wondering that
1: i will say that in dallas it wasn't no black people that was uh there was like spray doing like the graffiti and stuff and Breaking the windows and stuff like that—it wasn't no black people doing that for sure. And I got that—I got film proof that shows that I ain't posted it. But yeah, of course, but I got you got proof. the proof. Yeah, I got proof. And back to the question you asked: What was the most interesting thing that I had seen? Something that caught my eye on the first day. We were at the at the at the Dallas police station. That's kind of where everybody met up at. And um, across the street, I just seen this dude like this little. Skinny white dude, he just dressed. He got pants on. He got on um, long sleeve shirt, a button up. He got a scarf over his head. He got like a helmet on, and he got like this assault rifle on his hip. Oh nah, boy,
2: I'm like, bro, what is bro nah, doing? Bro.
1: And so like, I go over there, and I'm just, and I see him and some other, another white dude just talking with each other, and like the white guy is asking, I'm like, bro, what you out here with a with a assault rifle for? Like, what's your purpose? What are you doing here? And like the white guy. I really just think he was just there to like, like his presence was, like provoking. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He was just getting under whoever's skin right. just by him being. So he there.
0: wasn't down there for the Black Lives Matter protests. He wasn't down there for
1: definitely that. not. Okay, he definitely not with no thought rifle. Right. Okay, he-, he was just there just to get a rise out of somebody. Mm, like them he saying, I took his picture. Okay, just in case. Just in case. I wouldn't say just in case, but I mean, yeah, you can say just in case 'cause <laughs> yeah, I mean you I'm know, you down there with the assault rifle boy in the mask. Hey man, you know, just to
0: say yeah. you want to act up later. Got something for your ass boy. Right.
1: He had on he had on gloves, he had on like the, the glasses, the helmet, he had his uh, scarf covering his face, like
0: ex military. And what I
1: noticed, life. yeah, like when I noticed when he was talking, like I Because I was looking at his hands. I was reading his body language to see if he was really going to pull it or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it, we are right next to the police station. So, I mean, he not going to pull it. He, he ain't he ain't got it like that. I ain't
0: going to lie. He, he, he might have known he might have gone taken to take the Burger King after that.
1: Shit, I don't know, bro. I mean, I'm just thinking with common sense, bro. Like, you at the police station, no it's sense. hella police over here. No there. sense.
0: <laughs> Absolutely none.
1: Right. Right, but I'm saying, like, what are the odds that you really gonna pull it? Who knows? Who knows in this Cause world? Because if he, because I, say, I, I'm just thinking, like, if he really wanted to pull it, he would have did it, and he wouldn't have been like on the outskirts trying mm, to do it. wouldn't have been
0: posturing with a gun. You've been out there busting if you're yeah. He, something.
1: Was, he was, yeah. He was just posted up on the wall or whatever. But I mean, I was watching his body language, and from his body language, I could tell that he wasn't really gonna pull it. I mean, his hands were shaking and stuff by when he was talking with old dude, but. I mean, he he just wanted to get a reaction out of somebody. That's weird, dog. That's all he would like, do. why do y'all think that makes people do stuff like
0: that? What about these protests? What about that kind of environment? Like I said, I wasn't down there to feel the energy, but what about that kind of environment? What provokes somebody to do shit like that? Like, I, I, for me, on the outside, I just felt like, you know, no matter what I felt about certain little things, the fact that everybody was out there united together was like, oh, this shit is cool. You know what I mean? That's fire. Like you, was was the was the energy too crazy down there? That you felt like, damn, I gotta go balance this out.
1: Uh, nah, I mean, like you said, it's it's really mostly it's a bunch of unity. Yeah. During that time. Yeah. So anybody that's against it, it really be like three against three thousand. Right. You out. You know what's the point? Yeah.
0: I didn't. Luckily, I didn't see too much of that. But I always know there's got to be some shit like that. That's why I asked. You know what I mean? I know there's got to be somebody down there on some bullshit or somebody on some fuck shit down there um so you guys documenting that and going back when you guys were going back because i know in the moment it's kind of hard to see certain stuff or or realize certain stuff when you were going back looking at your film and and editing pictures what what were like some of your takeaways what were like you reflecting on what was like y'all y'all thoughts going on in your head while you was looking through these different photos
1: any like reflections uh it's the most time, um, and all the ones that I've been to, this is the most like white people I've seen at the protest.
2: Yeah. You can really see the the pain in people's eyes now. Like, mm. we ain't taking this no more. And due to people wearing masks, so all you can really see is their eyes, it kind of made it easier. But a lot of the pictures I took uh, is just masks and eyes, and just you can just see emotion in their eyes.
0: I didn't even think about that. Damn. That's a whole nother. That's yeah. See, look, like you guys are professionals, bro. I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, everybody is wearing masks and shit. So, them eyes really telling some stories out there. What about you, Nick? Anything, anything that you saw other than the the vast amount of white folks out there? Anything, um, any reflections you had?
1: There was there was two encounters that I remember taking. I was when I was running them back. There was two encounters with two older women like there was a group of younger women passing by and there was a an older woman as they passed by she was just crying and she was uh, recording on her phone and the old lady was like was telling the young lady she was like I'm proud of y'all and y'all keep fighting y'all keep putting up the good fight and I was, think- I was just thinking like dang yo like we are really fighting the same fight that like my grandfather has had to fight during his time
0: sad too and it's
1: been like Probably even before that, bro. Probably like my great grandfather, my grandfather, my dad, and now me. So that's like three, four generations right there mm-hmm. that we we continue to to fight the same thing. So I mean, I just think I, it, it. As far as we've come in society, as far as like technology and stuff like that, the the advances we've made, it seems sort of like idiotic that we can't get this this thing right. You know what I mean?
0: Like we can figure out all kind of other shit, all kind of transplants, all kind of surgeries, but we can't figure out something so simple as not even just equality. You know what I mean? Let's just get—we're just trying to get to equal,
2: because it's above our pay grade, bro. It's—it's a simple fix, but the people, the the powers that be, just pulling the strings to where it's not happening. And
0: and i I definitely I agree I agree with that a hundred percent, and I do think that's probably why these protests were so important right. and I also think that people like the two of you are very important, so that people like me can can feel it even more you know what I'm saying like it's not gonna be anything like being down there, but like you said, man, when you see people's the pain in people's eyes when you get when you see video footage of of these interactions between you know officers and civilians uh black folks both officers and civilians alike like when you see just the video footage of a of a black a regular black person talking to a black cop and you know it was one of them where i saw the pain in the cop's eyes like damn bro this is just a job for me like i don't want to i really don't want to be here but like i got to pay the bills you know what i mean it's just it's just such a weird time we're in right now dog it really is and and these protests have kind of Put a magnifying glass on how much bullshit we got going on still. um I appreciate you guys, man. To wrap up, you know one final question. I'll start with uh Nick, looking back on these protests, man, let's say say 20 years from now when we when we when we when people calling us old school, you know what I mean, how are you gonna how are you gonna explain this to the youth then like what what are some things that you're gonna say to them? about this time in American history
1: that you documented? That we were fed up. We were the generation that was fed up. Like, we seen, like, my dad's generation with, like, Rodney King, my my grandfather's generation with the Civil Rights Movement. You know, like, it's been going on for so long. And our generation is, is the one that just finally said, hey, man, enough is enough. And you gonna treat us with, with respect or we're going to ask you nicely about it or are we going to straight up and take, take the respect? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we demanding our respect now. Yes, sir. And there's no, if there's no compromises about it. There's no if, ands or buts about it. You know what I'm saying? It's either you give it to us or we get you up out of here. Period. So, uh, I mean, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Okay. What about you, Rich?
2: Um, Hopefully it's, it'll be, this is what the precipice of change was. And, and this set things in motion for the election in November to, to things getting passed Congress-wise for laws. Um, Hopefully, that's what this starts. And it's not just hot noise or hot air. And we're doing this 20 years from now. Um, So 20 years, I don't know. I, that's what I want to tell the future generation, that this is what changed it. This is what happen, but we're just going to have to see in the next couple months, next couple years, and just we'll look back on it. I think we can't really see the forest from the trees right now because we're all living in it, but but the actions we're taking now will hopefully provide some great change in the uh, months and years to come. That's good advice. That's beautiful.
0: I know I said that was the last question, but I I, I just thought of one more. I got, I got one more for y'all let's say that this isn't it though right let's say let's say something else happens next month let's say that we have a no uh protesters ramp up crazy again somebody else gets killed unfortunately right this breeds a whole new wave of of photographers documenting the protest you guys got any advice and uh rich I'll start with you you guys got any advice for for photographers like yourself who are trying to document important events like this Anything to look out for, be be
2: be weary of? It's really just your intent and your heart to be out there. You don't want to be having the wrong motives. Um to be like, oh, I just wanna get famous. I just wanna go viral. Something. You really gotta go down there with your all To be like I'm I wanna be a part of something. Um that's it really. You don't you don't wanna be out there agitating or just have be out there for the wrong reasons, for the wrong spirits. As long as your heart's in it, I feel like you can't really do no wrong. You just got to be as safe, as be as cognizant as possible. Um, once you do that, when those two align, then you'll be straight. And kind of align with other that you see out there. Um, more often than not, they're willing to give advice, tips, Share informate, share Instagram informations for for future. Um, if you feel like something's going on out there, you can go on Instagram, go on hashtag, and 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 connect with other photographers that you that you see were down there prior and ask them for advice. Um, uh, but and you're safe, then more power. To- hey yo, okay, this nigga spitting.
0: Nick. <laughs> Nick, Nick, God damn, boy, you got, you got to go next. <laughs> what what'd you think?
1: Yeah. <laughs> God damn, um,
0: Rich, what an answer!
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was real good, Rich. That was real good, hey, man. Like, let's get a round of applause for Rich.
0: Like, God damn, Rich. Jeez.
1: But yeah, uh so any other. Future photographers, I would say to um, definitely know what you're getting yourself into. Right. Before you even go down there, you know, don't when I go down there, I don't have any expectations, but I. I do know, like, it, it could get crazy and if it does get crazy, have an exit plan, because, I mean. Yeah, I'm sure we really have to go the extra mile or. Push our limits with the to get our. Our shots off or whatever, but it's really none of this is worth you dying over. So,
0: that's a fact. I mean, take some water
1: with you. Take some water with you. Uh, You know, if you got a little first aid kit or whatever, you know, carry that with you if you want. And uh, I mean, just keep your head on a swivel. Keep your emotions in check. You know, just take one and uh and um come come with a an unbiased approach. You know, try to try to document the try to document what's happening from all angles. Mm. You know, like in this in this instance, you know, get get some uh, get some shots of of the peaceful protesters, get some shots of the people that are angry, get some shots from the from the police's uh, perspective, you know, because, I mean, the photographers, we're the ones who's who's preserving this moment exactly you know everybody else they, they just talk about it after the fact mm-hmm. me you know but we put, a, we put a visual on it so you know we have a huge responsibility of preserving our history and controlling the narrative moving forward I like that hey man look at you so, nah, yeah, I nah. mean...
0: round of applause for you too bro come on both these niggas spitting right now Damn nigga. Fire in the
1: booth. Woo. Fire in the booth.
0: Damn, boy, y'all both change y'all name to line I see you. Hold
1: on. hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, I'm in the booth. This might this might be a familiar sound to some of y'all hip-hop heads.
0: Nigga <laughs> put the flame on. <laughs> lighter <laughs> flicks, nigga. Flicks lighter.
1: <laughs> Fire in the booth.
0: Deadass. <laughs> Man, nah. I see th- those are real good points, guys. I like I I, I like that Nick especially. Them shots ain't worth your life. Them shots nah, not. is not worth your life. You know, keep that head on the swivel. Have an exit plan. Have good intentions. That's all sound advice, guys. I appreciate that, man. Fellas, fellas, we're done. We've here. We have got here. The end of the conversation, man. You guys got anything you want to plug? You guys got anything? I know. Rich, you said you got your uh, your next exhibition exhibit coming out with the jet beauties of the uh month type of thing. Yeah, uh, you got any- yes, jet of the week, you got anything else you wanna plug, bro?
2: Uh nah, just be on the lookout for this for um for my friend. Shout out to Nick. He be out there on the Sundays with the essays. Uh that's my man, that's my inspiration. Like without Nick, it ain't no me, so that's it really. Hey,
0: Nick, what about you? You got something to plug?
2: Um, nah, not
1: not at the moment, but I am going to um be having a gallery on my website for people to buy posters from the um from the protest. And then beyond that, you no, know, I think I'm gonna come out with a like a subscription service where people can pay, you know, maybe like fifty dollars for three months and every month you know you get like a poster or two posters and a couple of prints of some images that i took you know just out and about or whatever so i mean i'm thinking about that everybody likes tangible stuff yeah everybody likes you know it's right or you can you don't even have to hang it up you can just collect it or you can give it away i don't care what you do i mean
0: that's fire it's up to you plug that website what's your website
1: bro uh you can follow me on instagram I, i gotta buy my domain again man i'm I'm slipping on that.
2: Hey, look, real life problems out here, but it's the real world we're living in.
1: I'm on rich right.
2: dot com. Rich got pics on Instagram.
1: Yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on Instagram and Tumblr. Uh, cameraman Stan. I'm on Twitter as well under the same name.
0: Cameraman Stan. Rich got pics. My brothers, it was yep. great. I appreciate you guys again, dog. Always, my guy. So
1: anytime, it's love.
0: And just like that. Another one in the books, guys. Share this one with your friends. Share this one with your enemies. But whatever you do, don't try to steal my downs. Because I got next. Peace.